This is the Cover 2 Podcast with Don Banks and Nick Stevens. Brady on the deep drop, stands in, fires down the middle for Gronkowski, makes the grab at the 45, spinning away from defenders. He's gone to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. The Cover 2 Podcast on Patriots.com. The play fake and the throw to the end zone for Antonio Brown. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Nobody covers the NFL like the guys from Cover 2. Eight different receivers have caught a pass from Matt Ryan today. He's looking to throw again. Wide open, Julio Jones has it. And in the end zone, touchdown, Falcons. Now, Don Banks and Nick Stevens. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Cover 2 Podcast with Banks and Stevens. I am Don Banks, joined by co-host Nick Stevens. We're doing a special Monday version of the Cover 2 Podcast, in part because I'm leaving town tomorrow for a little bit of a break. But um, in a spectacular bit of timing, we uh, are going into the studio and taping right as truly big news has broken Um not unexpected completely, but this morning at 10 a.m., the U.S. Supreme Court finally ruled um, against the federal ban on the state-sanctioned sports betting. Uh, that's now considered unconstitutional by a vote of 7-2. to two. And what that means is other states, New Jersey at the forefront, um, can now uh, structure programs that allow sports Legalized sports betting in this country. Step right up, place your bets, place your bets, step right up, place your bets, yeah. That's Nick. Um, it is going to change I, this things. This is great. Yeah, it's great. Straight cash, I'm sorry. I, you know. <laughs> straight cash. I'm homie. ready to just dive headfirst right into my hot take, and it's not because I grew up the son of a hardcore gambler either. As a matter of fact, I would argue. You want to talk about it? Sure. Uh, no, I, I'm in. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, uh, look, I. I I would argue that actually rather that, you know, gambling, especially when you do it as frequently as my old man did, not such a good thing. But there is no reason that the local, municipal, federal, state, all governments shouldn't be making money off the off the money that is exchanged interpersonally, socially around gambling. And if marijuana is legal, I mean, come on, why not? Why not just let people place a harmless little bet on a couple of games or two here and there? Well, this news has uh, so many different layers to it, but... Um we thought, because we thought it might happen, and we had um, this particular guest on last summer talking about this issue, uh, we are scheduled to have on the podcast today as a guest really quickly to react to today's news, Daniel Wallach, who's a gaming and sports uh, attorney, the co-host of his own podcast called Conduct Detrimental. Um Daniel joined us last summer um, and and kind of dove into this issue and gave us an update. We were either going to get an update on, gee, when is the court going to rule, uh, which was going to come between now and June 25th when they close it out for another uh, session, or we were going to luck out and get a ruling this morning by the court one way or the other and then have Daniel on to react to it. So a little later in the podcast, we hope to hook up with Daniel. He's a very busy man this morning uh, to talk about some of the ramifications of this news. Um, but if you if you're not been following this, um, the court heard oral arguments in December. So we've been waiting a long time for this ruling. And in essence, there are only four states where sports betting has been legal. Uh, obviously, Nevada was grandfathered in, and then there was 
on some level, sports betting was allowed in Oregon, Delaware, and Montana. And this is going to, we believe, open the floodgates for all states. And the estimates are, you know, at least 15 or so states should be up and running quickly. And as many as 32 states plan on on kind of getting a slice of this pie. Now, Delaware, I understand, because Delaware is basically like the Cayman Islands of the United States. I mean, it's just like a, the, the credit cards are all right there. It's like exactly. a giant, it's like a it's a tax, front. It's a tax shelter with a nice bridge and dogfish head beer. Right. It's a complete front of a state. Uh, Montana and Oregon. Yeah, they're allowed. They I mean, neither one. Hmm. Those states don't have the the obviously the the buy in on the level on the sports betting that uh, Nevada does. But, you know, there's so many things about this. Obviously, the, the professional sports league and the NCAA had had sued to block this. However, they kind of saw, all saw the future coming. And right. as far back as 2012, Adam Silver, the NBA, the commissioner, kind of said, let's bring sports betting out into the open. Let's regulate it. Um, let's shine mm-hmm. the spotlight of uh, scrutiny on it. Um, so all the leagues are interested in w- maybe getting a slice of this. Gee whiz, you think? I mean, the NFL's been preparing for this for the past 12 to 18 months. This is not going to catch any of the leagues off guard. No, not, not at all. Though Adam Silver spoke to it many years ago secretly, though the leagues, and especially the NFL with the way that they have sort of shunned fantasy football, and I think that's mostly just because they haven't been able to find a way to monetize and to regulate it the way that they want to. I think all the leagues are going to want a piece of the action. And and I would like to just offer this as well. I think this is not a ruling that is going to cause more harm or that will do more damage. In fact, for everyone who, this is just in my estimation, that thinks, great, now you're going to have every ref in on the job. These are all going to be, all the games will be bagged. I've already been afraid that this was the case. I think, in fact, this will prevent that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there's an issue that's going to now be fought now that this ruling has come down, on the integrity fee. I don't know if you've heard of that, Kevin. I don't know if you've heard. The integrity fee is basically the NBA and other leagues are saying, in essence, we're going to have to ramp up um, our oversight of issues dealing with gambling. And to to cover that, we want a 1% cut of all the dollars that are gambled through this system. And... Already, the gaming industry are saying, "Wait, we're, we're, we work on a five percent, six percent, you know, margin. You're going to take away twenty percent right there with that one percent." So there's been a lot of pushback, but that one percent integrity fee, as I understand it, the leagues are saying we're in, but basically enforcement and oversight, we're going to keep it, you know, the integrity of the game to make sure that that it doesn't get sideways. We're going to have to ramp up our cost, and therefore we're going to pass on a a fee to you that has not gone over well because las vegas has never paid an integrity fee of any sort it'd be a real shame if that big game you all was watching tonight you know maybe uh lebron slips and falls or uh, doesn't get a call in the fourth quarter you know what i'm saying maybe an integrity fee what i what i want to know is too (laughs) what committee is overseeing the leagues to make sure they use that money from that 1% right. actually on what they say they're going to use it on, which is the oversight of making sure the games aren't fixed. Well, this is where 
Daniel Wallach, we hope, is going to come in handy. And, and again, he may not have much time. He is crazed this morning. He's working for a lot of different media outlets. I know he's writing a piece in the New York Post. Uh, we believe he's probably pulled in a lot of different directions. But um, there, I mean, I, I read a piece this morning, I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal in preparing for the podcast, where New Jersey believes they could be taking bets within two weeks. Um, Suddenly, Atlantic City just became... A hot spot for bachelor parties again. Yeah. Wow. You know, there's another ramification That's, of this. That is and That's how good about all, for them. They've and how had about a rough the, go of it. They have. Oh, it's been in decline for decades now. I mean, I, I still miss them. What was the hotel that was built? The new one that was built. We went to it when I lived in Philly. No, no, no. Uh, I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh, anyway, the Aria. No, it, it, the it, new it went one. up. It, yeah. it was open for a couple of years, yeah. and then it just shut down. Well, I went there three or four times. It was beautiful. It was great. Yeah, it was we'd, beautiful. we'd go and stay a Friday or, Friday or Saturday night and but come this, home. Now, just think regionally, Don, real quick. Think about all of the casinos that have popped up, we'll say, because we live in New England. Think about all the casinos that have popped up on native land, your Foxwoods, your Mohegan Suns. Uh, I'm sure there are many within the sound of our voice wherever people are listening nationally. Are they going to be able to take sports gambling? Are they going to have sports books? And if so, think about all the Sunday Funday revenue that's going to be funneling into there as well. Yeah, and 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 again, think about DraftKings and and the fantasy. Now they've been ramping up. DraftKings actually just opened an office in Hoboken. <laughs> looking ahead, they just did that in February, um, and they're you know they think they're ready day one uh, to to ramp up. He thinks. There was a spokesman for DraftKings saying hundreds of millions in revenue from the sports betting program in New Jersey alone. So there's a lot of different ramifications. And another one that I didn't wasn't aware of, and I, I don't know enough about this to really give you the, the down-in-the-weeds details, but a lot of people believe, and I just saw this on Twitter as well, that newspapers, um, it may be helping save newspapers, this ruling, as well. Um, is More that, information right. about the the games is gonna it's gonna lift a lot of different boats in uh, this rising tide. Gotcha. Okay, so I mean, think about: it. is there any more iconic image than like, hey, uh, where was your old man today? Cut to the racetrack, and there he is with the sports page wadded up in his right rear pocket. That that day and age of newspaper relevance may I wouldn't say that this is gonna salvage the industry. I, I would be shocked, but, but the information that you're able to put for the four major sports. I should say media. There's a lot of people who think this is going to help media entities. But think about now also, now when you th when I say online gambling, now do you immediately think of the DraftKings and FanDuel's? Do you think of smaller fantasy leagues? My mind jumps to your online sports books like a Bovada, etc. Now that they can go, instead of just being sort of more regionalized, now that they can go national or international with this, I mean, they're the money that they're going to make is going to be, you're going to see tens of of hundreds popping up now my question is will they be allowed to advertise you know the same way you couldn't advertise liquor for the longest time was hard that you couldn't advertise right. cigarettes on television will these will these sports books be able to advertise uh on the internet well they already do will they ramp that up and will they be able to advertise on television because if so get ready I think it's i think it's an issue that there's a lot of unknowns right now and there's people are not going to know exactly how it's going to look and feel it's going to be take months to kind of figure this out but you're going to look back on may 14th as the day that you know a lot of things changed and if it does indeed help add dollars to media companies they're going to be all in the leagues if they get their cut they're going to be all in 
um, it's going to it's going to go in a lot of different directions. Um, I want to correct something. I I said up to 15 states, 10 to 12 states could legalize quickly, and as many as 32 states eventually. That's um, the best guess at this point. And again, Daniel Wallach's been following this for five years. Uh, he's a gaming and sports attorney. He lives in Fort Lauderdale and uh, does the Conduct Detrimental podcast. He's a co-host of that. Um, he should shed some light on this for us. But you guys are, I'm really not a gambler. I will play a little blackjack once in a while at a casino, and I'm terrible at it. So you tell me, how much, I mean, does this change the average sports gambling fans' uh, ceiling, floor? How does this impact your your average sports fan today? Your average gambling degenerate sports fan is already gambling on Bovada or Sportsbook or whatever. They're already doing it because it's all offshore and it can't really be regulated. But I think what it'll do is it'll draw in a whole new other batch of people that maybe haven't been privy to it, that maybe don't feel comfortable doing it online. And I think that's what you'll see it more widespread with people that were kind of like on the fringe. Of Correct. It. Yeah, I think... Um <laughs> I think it's. I think it's going to bring. I. I honestly think it's going to bring in. It's going to explode. I think it's going to bring do. a ton of new guys. Yeah. Like you said, the degenerates, the hardcore gamblers, they're going to find a way. They already had their avenue. They got some people. They got some outlets. They got some offshores. But like a guy like me, even though, like I said before, like you know, I have my reasons not to gamble. At the same time, I'd keep a hundred or two hundred in an account just for fun because right. every now and again, there's going to be a lopsided game where you're going to say, "Hold on." How do they not cover this? Correct. Or like, oh, daddy needs a little extra Christmas money. I'm going to make a couple of smart or, parlays. I'm going to, you know, or a couple you're going, quick you're, over-unders. You're going to have a, you know, a, a Saturday or Sunday fun day with all your guys over the house to watch a slate of NFL playoff games or something. Right. And you all want to have a little bit of fun and put a little bit of action on it. Guys, think about now. Okay, how, how many different sort of like Don Banks and Ian Rappaport oh, and Adam get... Schefters are there already? There's so many NFL insiders, right? How many gambling insiders are there? That I can think of maybe one or two, like a Chad Millman, uh, a Cousin Sal. What's his name for? There's an ESPN guy. I know. R.J. Bell? Okay. I think his name is. Now think about how many sort of, uh, what are they going to call them, wagering insiders? Are they going to call them uh, sportsbook aficionados? Don, these guys, this cottage industry that's going to blow up helping people analyze gambling in and of itself will be a multi-multi-million dollar industry. Yeah, and that's another way that I think perhaps the media is helped out as oh. well. You know, there was a story in the New York Post the other day. Um, well, it was on, what, May 14th, so that was yesterday. Um, no, that's actually earlier today, so this morning's New York Post, saying that, that Major League Sports executives met with the owner of a bookmaker last week to pitch sponsorship opportunities. So leagues are looking to grab a piece of this you know, what could be a $10 billion a year sports gambling business in New Jersey alone. Um, and they're already kind of taking meetings with, you know, potential booking or uh, yeah, sports books uh, to try to carve out the new world order here and figure out sponsorships. Now, where does that lead? I don't see the league allowing, as you do in, you know, European soccer, like, there are logos that they wear on their uniforms for for particular sports sure. books. Uh, I don't see that happening. Um, that's probably a bridge too far. Maybe someday, but but not soon. 
But there's already, um, you know, baseball's expected to come up with a policy about team sponsorships with bookmakers, a source close to the league said, according to the New York Post, should this ruling, which has just come through, allow bets. Ooh, that feels dirty to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind, you know what? I don't mind seeing like Emirates or GE or Canon, but Sony. Sports books. But seeing like Bovada or, or, BetSportsDaily.com on or the some front. really long <laughs> web address. Yeah, that just feels that it's just like, feels dirty. I'm it's sorry. like the name of the uh, the Chicago White Sox stadium. It's like GuaranteedRateField.com. Oh, I saw that like last what about, week. It made me sad, both on the inside and the out. What about in stadium signage? Don't you think that's going to happen at some point? You better get some more cell towers up in every stadium because somebody sees. Can, wait, hold on. Think about this. You really are going to have to like triple the Wi-Fi and cell towers in all the stadiums because the second I'm at a game and I see a key player go down, do you think I'm not hopping on Bovada or whatever to try to middle the bet yeah, that I placed? Yeah, you can live bet. Uh, a live betting thing Don, is Don, we scariest. legitimately may be talking about this as the day sports in America change. I, I agree. And uh, another thought that people have had already and shared out there is that, you know, NFL pregame shows, you know, you, you get the, the up-to-date lineup and injury information. That could get pushed much higher in priority uh, once legalized sports gambling is throughout the land. Um, in other words, you could have reporters, as you said, dedicated just to the latest, you know, the latest weather, injury, lineup information like a laser because it's not, you know, it's not just fantasy sports now. It's, it's beyond that. Is is there going to be a single guy who already wasn't given to like a little light to moderate gambling who's going to actually have his eyes on the game anymore? I think you're, now you're going to have that many more eyeballs pointed at screens during games. Yeah. I wonder if this will actually be a bit of a – follow me here for a sec. Will this be a bit of a boon to live game attendance? Because – you can place a bet that much faster. You can you can get in on the action if you're there watching. You can have know. all your sharks then, or have then, some then minions that opens. Let's let's explore that idea just for a second here, Don. You know we mentioned the the signage and all the things in stadium. We mentioned jerseys. You're mentioning the cell action, trying to draw people's in the game. Do we now see a world where there are, you know, if if a website is a sponsor, do they have a betting window right in a stadium? Where you can walk up at halftime and place, place See, I, the upside I, I, down. I don't even know what you're I think that's the box a bridge is too now far. open. The Pro- box is now open. Probably, probably not right away because I think the league, the leagues are going to try to maintain as mu- sure. as much control of this as possible. They're, well, now they, they, it's like now you have a team. Now you have a team in. Uh, now you have a team in Vegas. It's like, can you walk right up? You know, can you walk right up and place a wager right in the stadium? Well, I mean, there's already. Uh, uh, just reading a piece. That Monmouth Park in New Jersey, the horse racing, has already like built a sports bar, and and they're trying to. They've already sunk a lot of money into their facilities because they expect this with this ruling. Again, within two weeks, they could be up and running, um, and not just obviously betting on the horses, betting on everything in the whole um, landscape of professional sports. Hot dogs, beers, over unders, and teasers here. Think really. I mean, what now? Okay. How about this? Go a little further down the line. You say they're trying to, like, Monmouth Park building a sports bar right there. What's to stop, I don't know, let's say a Buffalo Wild Wings from not trying to find out if they can get a little paramutual window right there? Do you, How much more money would they make? And for anyone to say, now that's a bridge too far, Nick. Uh, is it really? Because a lot of the bars, 
where I go hang out for a cold draft, watch a game, and get a greasy pizza, guess what? They already have legalized gambling. It's called Kino, and it's the $20 scratch ticket machine. Yeah. And if you're telling me that I got a 60-40 chance to win money on a $20 scratch ticket, then don't tell me that I can't put 20 bucks on the sock, on the Pats to win or to cover or to the Pats lines to go over 47 and a half. I'll see guys not only doing, you know, sitting at those Buffalo Wild Wings or that sports bar, and they'll have action going on Kino, and they'll have their smartphone open with a with a live betting window open, and they'll be live betting whatever game's on the television. Not all heroes wear capes, Kevin. You know, because they did so much of the advance work, New Jersey is going to shift to the gambling capital of the world for a while, I think. I mean, they're way ahead of the curve. They said there's, you know, I'm, I'm reading now as I, as I see this just um, – in a ringer piece. Other states won't be far behind. Pennsylvania, Connecticut, West Virginia, Mississippi have already passed bills, and an additional 14 states have already introduced bills in case PASPA, that's the the, uh, acronym for this federal law, is ruled unconstitutional. So a lot of states, I think, are going to be rushing um, some sort of legislation to make it legal in their state. Uh, New Jersey is way out ahead, and I have to at least point this out this effort in new jersey was started by chris christie governor chris christie in 2011 and um so his legacy went to you know what in a handbasket but this if this ends up you know really helping the state's economic forecast long term his his name might not be a swear word anymore i gotta say i imagine it'll be this way for the next day or so but right now twitter this is about as funny and engaging as i've ever seen twitter it is on fire so if you guys want to check out Follow any of your favorite sports writers, but if you just put in legalized gambling for a search term or check the moments out, uh, somebody, Jeff, a good writer I follow advice, just wrote, legalized sports gambling with nothing but baseball on the horizon for months is like ending <laughs> prohibition, but all you can drink is Coors Light. <laughs> and now, was, I, I'm a baseball fan. I don't get that. Um, uh, imagine stopping at your lo- uh, uh, real OBF, Bill Sparrow's the obnoxious Boston fan. Imagine stopping at your local Cumbies to bet the money line against the Red Sox when David Price is making a playoff start. Actually, that's pretty much the way life was back in the 1970s. It's um, it's a whole new world. But, you know, again, Atlantic City, which has had a struggling, dying casino industry, this could be a lifeline for Atlantic City. Um, so there's just so many, there's so many different people who have a probably different outlook on the future in terms of their bottom line today after this decision. I'm wondering, like, how quickly the NFL rushes out uh, some sort of reaction and or um, attempt to control their their part of this. You'll hear something from now. What handle does that usually come out from on Twitter? That won't come from at NFL Commish. No, probably just the at, NFL, at NFL PR. Yeah, probably the NFL PR office. Yeah. But you will see, like you said, you'll see all the pregame shows change now because you'll, you'll potentially yeah. probably have to have that Adam Schefter of wagering and sports entertainment. You will see. Uh, uh, all the the the, the the shows, I wonder if you'll see like the NFL Lives and all of your daily NFL analysis shows change as well. Uh, the landscape just got blown wide open with one, and it wasn't a it wasn't a nail biter. It was seven to two. Right, Supreme Court went seven to two in this one. This wasn't a five four squeaker. Actually, the New York Post just posted Daniel Wallach's reaction piece. Um, obviously, he probably had weeks to work on this to get it ready. Uh, I'm just going to read you the lead. In a historic ruling, it clears the way for states to legalize sports betting. The United States Supreme Court has 
declared that the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, again, that's PASPA, is unconstitutional. The controversial federal law enacted in 1992 had prohibited states from authorizing or licensing sports betting and has led to a flourishing illegal market estimated to be in excess of $150 billion annually. I've heard that that number may be high. That's what the gaming industry says. But think about this with that 150 billion you could buy every professional sports team at the price they are listed at the Forbes evaluation so wrap your head around that that number um Anyway, the court's ruling is expected to open up the floodgates for legalized sports betting nationally an immediate result of today's ruling New Jersey can now proceed with its plan to allow single game sports betting in the Garden State. And it goes on to talk about Monmouth Park uh locked and loaded for this as well. Um, it's a um, it's a big win, you know. It's a I, first of all, I think the writing was on the wall. History was headed this way when the leagues stopped fighting this tooth and nail and said, "Now wait a minute, maybe we can be partners here." I thought that is when you kind of saw the future, and it it took until May of twenty eighteen to get here. Right. Now this is um this is now a pie with a lot of people who are going to start clamoring for their slices of it. There's a lot of stakeholders here. Um, but I think we're going to see things change for the 2018 NFL season. That and That's un- undeniable. Um, there's going to be different avenues that were not available. And we're mid-May, and so the first NFL Sunday is, is what, three and a half months off? Three and a half months, right? We are four months off from the first NFL Sunday. Basically. Well, well, a little, even a little less. A little, than le- that. a little less than four months off. Okay. Um, all right. I'll start taking. Uh, I'll start taking odds right now. How many more years does Brady play? I got two and a half as the over under. <laughs> That's kind of a larger. What do you got, Kev? Larger issue. I would take the under on two and a half. Wow. Okay. Well, we are going to try to talk a little other football today, but I'm not sure it's going to get done. Um, first of all, there's. Um, I think this story is going to dwarf all else in the sports world today and maybe for the next couple days um, as everybody try to sorts out, sort out you know, how much of an effect it's going to have and how quickly. Um, but I, I do think we want to get back to eventually talking about we want to. Yes. No, there's actual We want to talk about talk. NFL football at some point, but go ahead, Nick. What? Uh, from the corrections department earlier, I name-checked that ca- particular casino in Atlantic City that could very well be reopening, much like Trump Taj Mahal will be reopening as the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Prime time for that to reopen. That's opening in June 2018. That was the Revel. That's what we were talking about. Yes, Revel. Nicest casino and hotel in Atlantic City, and it closed down, uh, filed for bankruptcy oh, within... Five years of uh, opening operation. Oh, yeah, easily. We lived in the Philadelphia area, so we would go over because it was, you know, not a tough drive. Um, Did you ever make it there? Loved it. Yeah. Stayed there several times. It was was very nice. Uh, But you could see it was doomed because it was like – Misplaced right in the right. middle of an Atlantic City industry that uh, gaming well, it was a, industry. It was a beautiful was, Miami style hotel right. opened in the middle of, you know. Atlantic and they went City. bankrupt even putting it up. But um, yeah, Revel, that was it. Now, as promised, with Daniel Wallach, the gaming and sports attorney from South Florida and the co host of the Conduct Detrimental Pod. Welcome back to Cover Two Podcast with Banks and Stevens. Daniel, today's news, I want to kind of plug in from the NFL angle. What's the first thing you expect the NFL to do? A league that moves slowly, but clearly has been eyeing this decision and expecting it for some time. Well, 
uh, I think the NFL can now safely uh, come out from behind the curtain and join the open lobbying efforts that the NBA and Major League Baseball are undertaking in different state legislatures. I think the, the, the NFL has been content to let the other leagues carry the conversation in state houses uh, because I think it was important for the, for the NFL, at least for purposes of how it appears to the Supreme Court, it was important for at least one of the leagues to remain behind as, as being agnostic about sports betting. So with today's ruling, I think you're going to see the NFL more slowly and perhaps more expeditiously uh, take a much more public stance supporting sports betting. How do you think the league will handle the integrity fee issue, and that is basically that 1% fee on all wagering that the NBA and I believe Major League Baseball is said to be interested in? Where do you think the NFL falls on that? Yeah, well, it's, it, it's the PGA Tour has also joined the uh, NBA and Major League Baseball, and I believe the National Hockey League uh, joined the conversation uh, last week. I, I think the NFL is likely to be supportive, probably will be supportive of what the other leagues are doing. Yeah, well, the NFL has a number of concerns about appearing to publicly support sports betting. There, there may not be a consensus within the league, uh, but there are also other stakeholders, uh, you know, taking care of that. You know, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and I'm not sure how beneficial it would be to have, you know, Roger Goodell be the face of sports betting. Uh, I think Adam Silver uh, and, and, to a lesser extent, Rob Manford represent better ambassadors for the sports leagues. And, and, and certainly the, those two leagues are going to be advancing the argument that all sports leagues are going to support. There are going to be two important elements here. Uh, the NFL, just like any other league, wants to benefit financially from the betting that occurs on their games. After all, they create the product and invest you know, billions of dollars in their stadiums and, and, and player acquisition, and they create a structure. And now casinos and racetracks are going to free ride off of that product and, and, and just uh, you know, uh, create this commercial opportunity and not pay the leagues for it. So I, I think you're going to see the leagues, all of them, including the NFL, insist on compensation in two forms. Um, the leagues, including the NFL, will want to have um, an integrity and a rights fee right off the top of every, p- every bet made. And right now the number is a quarter of 1%. It's not 1%. I think the leagues have been much more flexible in their, um, um, you know, in, in, in their quest to negotiate a proper fee. It's the casino industry that I think has been intransigent and has not been open-minded about trying to meet the leagues halfway on anything. So the leagues are going to want a fee. And equally important, or perhaps more importantly, uh, the leagues will also want to have their data, their real-time data, be part of the deal and uh, you know, require states and require the uh, you know, gaming companies to purchase uh, the league's data. So this is an incredible opportunity for monetization for the leagues. Last so- question, Dan. From 30,000 feet, will we look back on this day as a day that changed professional sports in the United States? Absolutely. It's the most important uh, sports law decision coming from the Supreme Court affecting the business of sports, and it will change the way we watch and consume sports. Uh, we are, we are uh, very close to seeing the day where we can bet from our mobile phones or perhaps even in the stadiums at kiosks in arenas and ballparks on sporting events. It, tra- it will be transformative to the sports industry. Daniel Wallach, a gaming and sports attorney, attorney from uh, Fort Lauderdale and co-host of the Conduct Detrimental podcast. Thanks again for being on the Cover 2 podcast on an incredibly busy, newsy day. Thank you, Daniel.
Thank you so much, Don. Appreciate it. Don, I'm so glad that Daniel spoke at the end to that because as we sort of sussed this out and reacted to it, the ruling coming down right at the start of the podcast, that's ultimately what I wondered. How is this going to affect, since I try to come at things from the fan-centric perspective, how is this going to affect my viewing and sports entertainment consumption experience, both from home and especially in the stadium? And Daniel said this is going to radically change things in stadiums. Sports betting kiosks, we joked about it a few minutes ago on the pod, and now somebody who broke this story is saying that's a reality, a potential reality. That's and, huge. And yet, if it comes to our sports, fo- our, our phones, I mean, what... Why go to the kiosk if, if we do everything on our phones already, right? Uh, Kershaw's starting to look a little tired in the six. You know, I may be, you know, or if I see like, oh, I saw, you know, uh, I saw Chapman putting away some of those guava cakes in the bullpen. I think he's going to be <laughs> be on a sugar crash when he comes in and tries to get the save in the ninth. Think about And also, now you see where the league revenue stream is going to come from. It's not going to be getting cut in. It's not going to be this convenience fee or what do you but call it? But they had the, to ask, right? Of course. <laughs> now, what do you call this fee? The, the integrity, integrity fee. fee. It's They're now going to put out official statistical information. And if you want to be a gambling, a wagering partner with NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, you're going to have to buy or subscribe to their official statistics. And that's where they're going to get their cut of the action. I think it's um I think it's a fascinating story that we're we're like at the very tip of it and we we can't even really get the width and breadth of his decision today but it's going to you know people will figure out the play uh and how best to exploit this opening but you know we heard earlier uh when we were listening to Daniel Wallach and talk on the Dan Levitard show on ESPN, and he was saying, you know, this isn't going to fly in Utah, the Mormon population. No, people think North Carolina is going to be right. a, the Bible Belt. or uh, So it's not going to be everywhere. It's not going to be 50 states. Um, it may be tough in Florida, they said, because of the Disney lobbying uh, effect. But there are going to be a lot of states that are going to get into this business and I think someday we'll look back and say, can you re- even remember when Las Vegas was really the only place right. um, that you could go at least physically go to? Now, obviously, online, you can go anywhere these sure. days. But It's funny because you mentioned, you mentioned that about Vegas, and the crazy thing is when Vegas comes to mind now to me, having been there a number of times and knowing what people kind of go there for now, I don't think gambling is really the number one allure to Las Vegas. Not anymore. anymore. No, and it, it's no, it's more like it's just entertainment. Is this a Dime, bad day for Vegas? I don't think it really affects Vegas that much. I, I don't know. I don't it's think, a it's a good day for Atlantic City. I know that. Yes, but the is Jersey it bad, revitalization is good. But is it a bad day for Vegas? Minimally, I th- they I, it's almost like Las Vegas was getting ready for this. The way that they've amped up the dining, the live entertainment, the excessive over the top yeah. experience. I think cities that have been seeing a boon over the past 10, 15 years that as Atlantic City faltered and other cities became dining, entertainment, bachelor party destinations, may not be the best day for them because we may see the money start to go back to where it came from in the first place. All right. Well, this was going to be a momentous day, I think, either way. Uh, if the if the court ruled and ruled to um, stand behind the federal ban, but now the news is even bigger because the legalization of sports gambling um, could be in a majority of states within five years. We spoke earlier as well of the idea that 
sports leagues, rather even sports networks may now have to start making some programming decisions based on the legality of gambling. Right. Your quick take, how how much do you think we're going to see on NFL Network, MLB Network, ESPN, etc.? You know, will we even see it here on Patriots.com? Are they going to have to put up, like, you know, uh, you know, our, our, pal, our pal Fitzy comes in with, like, his tips on the week. <laughs> Producer Kevin Collins and his weekly, you know, like, you know, action under the, you know, my from guess inside is the huddle. My guess is it's going to be an incremental. You're not going to see an overnight uh, – transformation well, we we already right here on patriots.com radio in our pre pregame show the dunkin donuts patriots pregame social leading in to the pats game every sunday we do an over under segment we do a sunday six pack where we pick six games against the number it's already part of this been bleeding hmm. into this culture right i think this is just taking it to a new level and it's out in the sunshine now i mean it's it's going to be regulated by states that want to get into this business you know what fascinates me is the offshoots that we're not thinking of, and we we talked about perhaps it helps save some of the, in the media business, but again, collegiate athletes, mm-hmm. is this somehow tying them into a revenue stream um, at long last and for those who right. are proponents of that? There's going to be a lot of those type of offshoots to this that I think is, is going to be fascinating, and maybe in five years we look back and go, wow, that was that was an answer to that particular issue sitting there waiting to be plucked for years yeah yeah just as you mentioned that there's a lot of social media on that as well um i just uh saw a tweet from a former patriots player current nfl analyst matt chatham saying how it would really stink to see it come to ncaa revenue shared not coming back to athletes so then they bet against themselves in a championship game so let's see a pos- a possible positive outcome of this be that there'll be greater share between leagues teams and the athletes on the amateur and professional level yeah. so as to prevent any grift. Well, you know, once upon a time, gambling was a huge part of collegiate athletics. Boston College point shaving scandal. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. College basketball, I correct. believe, in the 60s or was it late 50s? But anyway, that was a huge scandal. You have to wonder from today's news if there will be some sort of gambling-related controversy or scandal to come in professional sports we haven't had one really in a long long time and the nba referee um what was his name tim tim donaghy donaghy yeah that was really the last time we we saw pro sports and gambling intermixed unless you count pete rose showing up and i was gonna say show. pete rose isn't act- trending by accident today and right. i'll just leave it at that right all right I think that's a wrap. We've talked about the issue, I think, from every angle we can come up with right now. But, again, it was it was a timely um, timely day to do the Cover 2 podcast. Uh, our guest, again, was Daniel Wallach, a gaming and sports attorney, uh, attorney from South Florida and a co-host of the Conduct Detrimental Pod. You can follow him at Wallach Law or Wallach Legal on Twitter. For Nick Stevens, for Kevin Collins, I'm Don Banks. Thanks for joining us for a special kind of one-topic Cover 2 podcast on Patriots.com. We will be back next week. Thank you for downloading the Cover 2 podcast from Patriots.com. Second and goal to go from the two. Toss sweep right for James White. Cuts it under the runner. Cuts it upfield. Driving forward. 
Diving to the goal line! A touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Log on to Patriots.com anytime for more news and more podcasts covering your favorite team and all things NFL.